Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Steve Kurt and Eric here with the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, and I just got to tell you guys what I got in my hand right now. It's the Badlands Tree Stand Pack. Badlandspacks.com has made the best tree stand pack that you could ever hey, have. Whoa. Way too many packs in that sentence you just did right now. I'm just, I have a leaflet with the word pack in every single pocket, nook and cranny that you can fit into this pack. It is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It is the greatest pack you've ever seen? I promise that. But in all serious though, the tree stand pack, in our opinion, is the best pack for hunting out of a tree stand. It's got, what's the stash? pouch called the stash pouch is that what the it is sta- it's called the stash basket ladies and gentlemen oh. the stash basket dude this pack is tree stand friendly you can get your hydration in there so you can get a a water pack quiver cat uh, but no compatible. hold on most important of all your grunt call your rangefinder everything you need for bow hunting out of a tree stand is at the ready no fumbling through your pack hey that big buck is no longer going to get away 20 yards straight through the lungs call it a day this episode is also brought to you by Creative Critters Taxidermy by Mark Reif. Some of the best quality taxidermy money can buy. You spend all that money to go after that big buck, and then when it finally happens, you don't want to cut yourself short on a crappy taxidermy mount. Best thing you can do, Creative Critters Taxidermy. And also when you want to stare at that mount and you want to eat that deer that you shot, Smith's Custom Meats right there in Viola, go ahead and check out smithscustommeats.com for all your deer processing needs. Viola, Illinois. Working Class Bowhunter Podcast starts in 3, 2, 1. I think I left about 4, No one ish. honestly really cares. Steve's calling me while I'm holding, <laughs> getting ready for this deer to stand up. Glad you took this deer out. He doesn't even drive American. <laughs> See, that deer's what's exactly what's wrong with this country, right? He doesn't even support local American-made deer-compatible vehicles. <laughs> That one, that one arrow cost me $33,000. Just aiming too long and just moved a little bit. And I was like, oh, no, it fired, you know, crap. I knew as soon as it left, it was just a little high. But he came right out in the field, made a scrape right in the cornfield, started grunting, walked 30 yards, made another scrape. You're listening to the Working Class Bowhunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T-Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Episode number 56 of the most enjoyable hunting podcast available that is... Oh my goodness, that was a mouthful. I'm just going to say it like I normally say it. From 1600 Buckslayer Place, right here in Sherard, Illinois, 61281. That's right. No, you can't throw the zip code I out. finally did. I, it, is that, it is that me, actually it? Yeah, it took me 56 episodes till I finally decided to Google it. Three seconds before we went on, uh, we are here at the Buckatorium <laughs> studio. I am Steve. Kurt's in the house, as always, because it's my house. Word, word. We're glad you're here. And Eric's here. Kind of have to be here for this. 
in the studio with us. Uh, this one's going to be a very cool episode, guys. Uh, we're all super excited, as you can tell by our monotone voice. <laughs> so what? Hey, I really am. Uh, Dana Pace from Shed Reaper. You reap just what you shed. Yes. Um, isn't that on your bumper sticker? That is. Okay, then I had that was following the right person home. Okay, good. <laughs> so What's we that? are we're blessed by your presence of the shed hunting gods right now. Well, it's nice to be here. Well, thanks for coming out and having a couple bush lattes with us and talking. You are the best hunting. looking person in this room. How's that feel? Uh, amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, my you... family calls me legend. Ooh. You're a legend. <laughs> so. Let's just get right into it. First, shed hunting. Um, it's tis the season. Or, mm. we're, or would you Actually, say we're good? Uh, you told us. Um, you th- you were telling us a story right before yeah, we went on the air. Um, you have taken heeded our advice. I'm sorry. I've, I was told I don't use enough big words. I don't think I use that word right. Uh, you you listen to us. Yeah, heed my warning. Heed oh, my heed. advice. Heed. Okay, <laughs> continue on. We're going nowhere right now. Okay, but basically you were telling us this very cool story about one of our sponsors that you personally dealt with. Yes. Care to chime in? Yes, I would. Uh, so my son shot his first buck this year. It was uh, it was during muzzleloader season, and uh, it was warm. It was like 52 degrees out that night, and, and we needed to get that deer into a locker, and it couldn't hang overnight. So we called up Scott Smith from Smith's Deer Processing and Custom Meats, and... Uh, it was late. It was late in the afternoon, and we told him that you know we it'd be an hour before we got down there, but we couldn't hang this deer. And uh, he said that they're open till seven o'clock, but they would keep open for us. And it was probably about seven forty-five when we finally arrived down there, and and you could tell that they had a, had a long day, <laughs> ready to ready to yeah. pack <laughs> her up, ready to pack it to up, relax, and uh, you know. Th- th- to have my son be able to experience that, take his deer in, he chooses all of his own meats from his deer, and and he donates some of it to the farmer, and and most of it goes to us. But yeah, it, uh, Scott does an amazing job. You know, we 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 love all everything that comes from there. Great. Amazing is an understatement. Yeah, for yes. the great group of, of people there. Great, great group of great people. Group of that people. whole that whole family uh, is just incredibly awesome. Very, and he he has some of my stuff on display there. Oh, he does. Yep. Yes, yep. one of my morel carvings. So I think I, I think explain I that card. a little bit because people aren't going to know what we're talking about yet. So I carve antlers and I carve them into pretty things. And, That's uh, very true, actually. <laughs> pretty, pretty <laughs> we got one sitting here right now. Yeah, you just want to you know break it down as simply as it can be. There it is. So yeah. what? S- Scott has this deer, and it's it's pretty big. And he's got the sheds to it from a couple years, and mm-hmm. uh, I might have measured one set. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have, like and high 80s. Yep, that's yep. the deer. Uh, yep. That's the deer. So the previous year's set, he, uh, I came down and got some antlers from him for carving, and uh, he's like, "Hey, can you make me something out of this?" And he pulls this set out. I'm like, "Why do you want to cut this set up? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a beautiful some, set. One side's got some minor chews, and one side's like beautiful, just." <laughs> Fresh, beautiful, perfect shed. You know, splits going everywhere, yeah. sticker points, and uh, he's like, "I want to put that in the shop." So, what can I do? I'm crying the whole way home. I, I'm like, <laughs> "Why would you want to cut this up?" I turn on the saw, and you didn't want to do it, did you? It's there. It's in half now. I can't do anything else about it. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah. It's a great set, but yeah. Damn. So let's talk about. So we'll talk. We're gonna do it the other way. Let's talk about the carving and the artistic side of it. So okay. And wait, uh, can we can we do something for everybody's listening at home? What is your website so people can kind of get an idea or Facebook or whatever or, Facebook, so, I, so they can kind of look while they're listening. I mainly uh, just use Facebook. I mean, it's best tool out best there for marketing. There. It is. Mm-hmm. And my uh, Facebook page is Antler Ridge Carvings, and I've, we we will share it on our page. We already have, but we'll do it again. I share a ton of pictures on there. I share pictures of me shed hunting, looking for the antlers that I cut up, and then what they're made into. It's uh, it keeps me busy uh, all year. So, and then you you run another page as well, right? Yes, we uh, run Shed Reapers as well, and that's also on Facebook, and that's where we, uh, me and a group of other guys, we we share 
all of our finds and and we try to get as many people as much family involved and mm-hmm. we just strictly want to be shed hunting i mean it's which it's, is awesome because everyone is. can shed hunt exactly and you know you can find you can find state ground you can find public or private ground and and you can go out and spend hours walking and when you find it at shed you know it makes it all worth it you <laughs> oh, know? yep this we is, found one today and we're like Yes, we found one all day yeah. walking. Well, how it always happens for me is I'll walk for eight hours, not find anything, and then five <laughs> minutes before I'm done, I'll find one, and I'm like, oh, i got to keep going. And then I'll walk 16 hours, and I almost kill myself. Exactly. <laughs> or if you, if you do it the other way around and you find one five minutes from the truck, you're pumped up. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah. And then you put on the miles, and you come back to the truck, and you look at your steps, and it's like, how did I hit 20,000 steps? Yeah. But you're zigzagging back and forth. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, even if it's a small shed, you want to find you want to find that match. And it, For sure. It's, I, uh, I, I saw something that uh, I don't know how often they're found or, you know, because uh, I, I haven't looked into them uh, that much, but, like, moose sheds. Like, because I, I, I don't know if they, like, those giant things, like, you think they'd be easier to find? Yeah, but I mean, you see, like people with those. But everyone's you, looking for them, probably. Yeah, right? you're just kind of like, dude, how do you get that out? <laughs> you Mo- know what I mean? Moose shed hunting. Uh, I've got a buddy from Vermont that does it. That's on the team, and he's he's doing he's doing quite well. But there's a lot of snow out there, and and he uses a dog, and his dog's amazing. I mean, it's his dog will dig up antlers from under the snow. And I'm just not I'm not taking anything from him. Oh, yeah. He does a great job too, but. These shed dogs, if they're trained right, what kind of dog is it? Like it's a Labrador. Oh, okay. It's a lab. See, that's that's like the most popular choice for shed hunting dogs, right? Yep. I mean, it, it, from what I can see, I uh, I've tried it, and it's I got a German Shepherd, and I want to get a Boston Terrier. How awesome would that be? <laughs> Boston Terrier in six inches of snow. <laughs> you know, you, you you look like the type of guy who would have a Boston Terrier with like an awesome collar on it. Yeah, spikes and yeah. little skulls hanging from <laughs> oh, it. Oh, dude, just imagine him little like dragging skulls. out like a little morel mushrooms too. That'd be yeah, awesome. have, have him dragging out like an eighty inch. <laughs> I feel like Steve. Like, you know how they say like. Dogs look like their owners. I feel like Steve would have like an English bulldog just out there. Just oh God, yeah, just a. Oh yeah, no, I could see that. <laughs> so, Daniel, let's talk. Since tis the season for shed hunting. Yep. Everyone, the the main question you see it online, you see all the the blogs and forum posts and RealTree and Mossy Oak put it this. Oh, seven tips for shed hunting. It's like clickbait almost. And you click yes. there and you got to read and you, you no gotta, one wants you to read. You got to click on it. I mean, so, yeah, right in front of you. This is going to help me find more sheds. Well, right. let's see what it says. Yeah. And you never really get to a solid answer. And there probably is there they, probably isn't a solid they answer. Beat there around isn't, the, but it seems like they beat around the bush a little bit. But. So, I'll hit you with the typically the first thing that hits like when do you go looking for sheds? I typically start looking late December. Uh, I get time off from work and then i spend time with my family and then i head to the woods Mm -hmm. and most of the time my my kids come with too but uh i would say probably 10 percent of the deer will shed in december late december okay and uh i don't spend a lot of time in bedding areas that time of year you know you, you hit the food you hit the grass but easy accessible areas Yeah, you don't want to push them out of there yeah and then uh, move on to January. January, I would say 20% drop, and then 30% the next couple months. Mm-hmm. It's tip. I would I I find sheds all the way out in April that are fresh. Really? I mean, yeah, they're the it, it all. It, it's all myth. I mean, everybody's like, oh, it's nutrition. It's it's stress. It's yeah. It, it's it's hard to tell what makes them drop. There's I think maybe it, just genetic and hormones. No, or, well that that causes the deer to to drop to drop the the drop in testosterone yeah. after the rut. You know, it's it, you go from nothing to peaking out and then to nothing in a month. So yeah. it stresses it, them out. It stress, yeah, it's, yeah, it's and, basically like your hair falling out. Yeah, yeah I mean, if I only got it once a once a year, I mean, I would. Oh yeah, you'd be, oh, yeah. You'd be I would be stressed be out a, too. Disaster. <laughs> we all. Would. It's, a, it's a great point. So, I mean, you're shed hunting five months out of the year. Yeah, and thank God my wife loves me. And <laughs> she's a great woman because I spend a lot of time in the woods. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Nope. So, yeah, she's probably happy that you're out of the house all the time. God, thank God he's leaving again. <laughs> well, my wife uh, homeschools our kids, so she's happy when I'm home. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So oh, the, the, the principal's coming home. You're going to get in yep. trouble. <laughs> the warden. <laughs> the dynasty. Let me ask this. So the guy that isn't crazy about shed hunting, I mean, the guy that deer hunts all the way to the end of bow season doesn't want to go on his hunting ground. If he asks, he says, hey, you know, I want the best three weeks of shed hunting, the best three weekends. When would you recommend me to go look? I would say the, the, the <laughs> well the specific la- there, right? Yeah. Kurt? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I do. Uh, I would say the last weekend of February and then the first two weekends of March are typically the best times because except for this winter, we've had some ups and downs in temperature and the okay. cold, but this winter has been, and that's insane. another, that's, that's insane. going into the next question I was going to ask you because everyone says, well, it's been a mild winter, so they're going to hold on to them longer. It, that that I've never seen I've seen I've seen most places like in my theory if there's a lot of food there and the deer are not stressed they typically tend to keep them a little bit longer mm-hmm. but it still doesn't you know it's st- I would say that it doesn't it doesn't drive why they drop you know and yeah and, and there are deer out there that are within will drop their antlers within the same few days every year. Really? I, yes. I've the got an eight-pointer here that that let, I will not shed hunt that deer until the first week of March because he keeps his antlers all the way through until March. And then I go in the first week of March, and then there they are. I'm doing my happy dance. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, That's crazy. It's amazing to me that someone like you can find how many – what's your shed count so far this year? Uh, I'm at 21 this year. And it's what? What what – February ninth, February ninth or tenth, whatever. So that's insane because I w- I don't even usually think about going till like the last week of February. And a lot of if if you only have so many acres to walk, you know, it's better to wait until until later in the season, so you know all the antlers have dropped. Like first week in, yep. week of March or so, or yeah. You know, it's starting week. to get it's starting to get warmer. You know, you're not you know I'm going out there and I'm getting ice on my beard right now. Oh, you know, yeah. it's like. Oh, yeah. It's I've got I've got this snotty mustache. You know? <laughs> well, but snotty frozen mustache. Yeah, it looks amazing. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I found that big shed I showed you that had. Well, when I found it, I found it on Valentine's Day two years ago, and it was starting to get chewed on. And where I where I hunt, there's so many squirrels that I feel like one day then they're all eaten up. You, it, you know, they'll they'll start chewing on the antlers quick. I mean, it's it. Within and a couple squirrels of days. can find them better than us because they can smell them. But yeah. they don't care if they're fresh or have been sitting they, there for years. No, they don't. You know, it's they're trying to get that calcium out of the middle of the antler. Yeah, and I mean, they just they need it this time of the year, so they go for it. I left my rattling antlers in the tree stand for two weeks, and I came back, and the one whole tine was gone. <laughs> oh yeah, they. It, <laughs> I mean, insane. It's just like leaving a candy bar and. Wait, watch <laughs> for Steve Craig. And Steve's that, car. Steve, your headphones quit. Nah, uh, they sure did. Oh, our headphone amp just crapped out. Don't buy LiveWire Solutions <laughs> recording oh, your, your equipment. Aren't working? No, mine are working great, but yep. we're just gonna drop that company out real quick. <laughs> Don't buy their stuff. Hopefully, they have a warranty. We'll be calling them. Um, so I'm all amped up. I found one shed already this year on the sixth. I think I found that it's a fiver. It's trying to be a six. Yep, great um, shed. You know, so you were looking at it. Actually, let's talk about the other shed that I found on, on the fourteenth. Then we'll get to that shed okay. because on that one shed, there's a big. It looks like a growth of bone on the base, like where the pedicle would be. Yep, on the base of the antler. And I've had people tell me this deer's dead. Like uh, last week, Mule Man, he looked at that thing and he goes. This deer's dead. And I go, I don't think so. I think that deer has shed it. When I first found that shed, and when I'm saying growth, I mean it looks like part of the skull is on the bottom of this antler. And when I found that shed, I was like, this deer died and coyotes ripped its skull up or something. And so I looked around for the sign of a dead deer. It, yeah. it looks like it would be a, a deer running around with a big old hole in his head. <laughs> and yeah. it probably is. But right. And with that much skull being gone, I would guess that. It it might not even grow the next year, or it could be some funky, non typical side that. Yeah. But it'd be recognizable, you know. It's mm-hmm. to me, it looks like the deer did shed the antler. Uh, you because can see of the blood the on blood, the end of the. But that doesn't. It could have 
you know, it could have got broke off in a in a fight and it just hung on inside there and it started to fester in there and, yeah. and then separated. But it, it I've found a lot of sheds like that and and it it looks like it, you can tell that it's it's been shed. Well, you made a good point. You showed me because you brought uh, like a Rubbermaid tote full of sheds with you. Yeah, um, small ones. Well, yeah, small ones. Yeah. That's an understatement right there. So and he comes in and looks at my little pile of sheds that I've collected over. I don't know. <laughs> all proud of him. He's like, look at my pile of sheds. He's like, yeah. Well, I knew what his reaction would be. He's like, that's it? I'm yeah. like, yeah. I got about yeah, that's he, nice, he was like, oh, that's cool. That's a nice reject pile <laughs> he goes, for me. My, my pile looks like that this year already. I'm like, shut up. It's son getting of a bitch. close to that anyway. <laughs> well, you, you made a good Coming point. Coming to another man's house. I disrespected <laughs> yeah, just, just, I did. No. Just a little just bit. Just put him down. And so you, you were saying, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, when I, you know, you find like some growth or it looks like a piece of a skull, but yep. it's, it's really not. You're like that. The other one should be close by or I mean, uh, not not typically. But when when I see that there's a chunk of skull in there, that makes me think that it's it's the second antler to drop. Like it was forced off. Like it was forced off because it, you know. Antlers make up their equilibrium after they've been there for so long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you watch an antler shed video of a deer dropping his antlers, as soon as he drops one, he's shaking his head. He's, you know, it's, it's got him messed up. He's, he's bounding off and his head's tipped sideways and it's just walking. Yeah. He's, he's like, what's going on here? Yeah. And, uh, it, it, it looks to me like it's been forced off at that point. And, and that's a good point. He's just trying to get rid of it. When I found my shed, a badly one to find the other one. And you I always it. do. It's it, I, yeah. You know, you have to, you, you, it's there. It's gotta be. It's yeah, there. It's, it's yeah, not cool. You I find mean, it. And then there's more walking involved. Yeah. You just get back to the truck and go get a it's big cool. gulp from seven 11. Depends on how big that shed is. You know, <laughs> yeah. this mean, shed was big enough. I'm like, I have to find the other side. Exactly. It's, it's cool it, to find sheds, but then you're like, once you find, you're like, I got to find the other side. It is. It's you have to. It's, human nature see we've always we've always talked about this but like you know kind of doing something i, I know it's i know it'd be like illegal but like i always wanted to like but if it's somebody i know like go onto their property and like don't tell them and like start getting like <laughs> like see if you can get what? like 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 uh you know mule mule deer sheds yeah. or just like just plant them on the property. Shed. oh yeah just I, ha- I have sheds yeah contemplated just that. i have a friend that's got a big backyard and uh He's always wanted to find antlers out there. He doesn't know this, but he might know this now. And I've wanted to go out in the night and set up a camera and, and see his reaction because he's crazy when he finds antlers. Anyways, yeah, but just throw a bunch just, of them everywhere. Yeah, just you just know, bunch make of it, random ones. I want to see what that looks like on video. <laughs> oh, you could do like a little. Bl- you remember the Blair Witch Project? They knew the witch was around because they, they had the they had the little. They were in like a the circle. rocks and shit. Yeah, you, should, <laughs> you should make it. <laughs> Well, okay, let me let me hit you with this, and this is going to be tough. Give me, for the people who can't find sheds, because people, we the average shed hunter looks at you and goes, how the hell have you found 30 some, you know, close to 30 sheds already? He works out, give so me first, any shed anyone finds is his. Give me three top, <laughs> give me your top three, three tips. tips, pointers. It can be more than three, whatever you got. Okay, Spill so I'm going to start off on. Top three, go get them, Tigers. On, say, uh. Say you're after a certain set of sheds, you yep. know, you know, I've got deer on my leases that I would like to find the antlers to, you know, just because they're, they're personal to me mm-hmm. and I would start my season out by just hitting the food and, and the easy stuff to get to while I'm heading to my camera, Yeah, uh, put cameras out and I'll, I'll monitor that deer until that deer has shed his antlers. And then, then I'll start pressing bedding areas. But uh, if if you're just going out and and you've never done it before, waterways are the best place to start. Grassy bedding areas along south-facing timbers, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere the deer can get sun this time of year, they're gonna they're gonna hang out and yeah. and you can and you'll know it when you see it because you won't even be able to step on the ground. There'll be so much shit everywhere. The deer just yeah. I mean, the, they, just, you, they just piss pounded everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like they just I mean, stand there. And I'm sorry, they what? everywhere in every direction. It's just scat, <laughs> scat. <laughs> Otherwise, there's shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's like they fling family it. show. 
It's, it's, a, it's a family show, right? Did you listen to the last two episodes? <laughs> yeah. Too Wolf. many bush lattes Wolf. to function. Hey, sometimes daddy gets drunk and says things he doesn't really mean, but <laughs> it happens. It does happen. <laughs> so, so yeah, where that's where they're all hanging out. So there's probably a good chance they'll be in there. Yep. Uh, so typically. If you if you have the corn actually this time of year non typically non typically if you want a non typical yeah. antler or answer <laughs> uh, corn is it has no nutritional value for the deer but the deer love it mm. love it and if you have the corn this time of year the deer are going to be there and and if you have grassy bedding areas or grassy waterways you know it's a deer will come out and feed for an hour and yeah. then they'll lay back down and they'll do the same process after another hour so i've got thousands of pictures of deer that come out and they bed right in front of the camera out in my food source and you got 1200 pictures of that one deer. yeah that, that one <laughs> one fawn that yeah. doesn't seem to want to leave it's always the fawn <laughs> always the fawn and he's always looking at the camera he's you know he's just cheesing yep and uh <laughs> camera, camera whore yeah i know shit. it's like get out of here let let daddy come in i know, you know? that's how it is when you're hunting and like a Spread yearling a comes seat. around and you're like get 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 out of here and and he like, just hangs around you're happy stand. to see like, him but you're just like get the hell out of here i want the big boy to come in now. i just want to yell at him nobody likes you just leave <laughs> come back in four years yeah <laughs> when you're a stud <laughs> but it's just you know i i love shed hunting and i don't find a lot but i still like it one I'm having a lot of fun, and I get some exercise for once. Yep. And when you do find one, I maybe if I'm lucky, I find two a year. Like My a, record is eleven. It's, in like, one it's year. like a holy grail every time you find one. <laughs> it, not, it is to me. Every antler that I find, I get just exci- just oh, as yeah. excited. Well, and seeing some of the ones that you found, it's just like, oh my god, what is this? Uh, my my wife calls it the happy dance because <laughs> I know I don't just, care who's gotta, around. I'm like well, doing yes, cartwheels, we, doing dirt angels. I mean, you name, you know. I'm, <laughs> we gotta see this happy dance after the podcast. Yeah, we'll just see. we'll just put some sheds out and watch them stumble. That's I high five myself. I'll go <laughs> high five a tree. I don't care. You're thinking of it like sheds hunting is basically like adult Easter egg hunting. It except is. For it really is. It really is. And that it, I I would almost rather. Okay, I can't say that, but I love finding a big shed just as just as much as. Put an arrow through a hundred and fifty yep. inch deer. I mean, it's it's a, it's, it's a, about the same feeling when you find is. a big one. You, you need a bush latte. No, I'm I'm nursing this one. It's oh, got yeah. a nipple on it. I oh, think. it's all right. It's all right. Uh, We're pretty good at drinking bush lattes here on the show. Uh, we've done the working class bow hunter, you get off work, you crave a bush latte. It's how it goes. Not Only me. thing we're good at, dude. These <laughs> bush lattes not taste. Now, that's the only thing you're good at. Me and Eric know how to kill deer. Well, if I knew what deer urine tasted like, it'd probably be pretty yes. close to this. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> it tastes like, I don't know. It looks getting... like a Tink 69 bomb right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we are craft beer hipsters, actually. Yeah, we, we are. But uh, that's what did us in on the Ooh. Chip City Mule Man episodes. We spent a little too much time at Bent River Brewery before the episode. <laughs> three beers for $15. Hey, whoops. Yikes. Whoops. Man, it's worth it. It's like drinking three beers in one, though. I guess. So all the antlers that you found, if you don't carve them, what happens with them? Uh, they they hang on my wall of fame. So you have a whole wall dedicated to all your sheds. Uh, How big is this wall? It's it's not very big. I don't <laughs> I don't find many many big antlers. <laughs> uh, actually, I went through a spell a couple years ago where I was wanting to build this AR-15, so I got rid of a few to. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, Just to support it's, that. Fun. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's you know we take from one to give to another. And yeah. Did you make the AR-15? Yes, I did. What's the lower? The lower was a new, uh, a f- new frontier. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you you were dealing out some pretty nice uh, nice antlers, yeah. then weren't you? And, All right. and <laughs> it was it was during the big scare where everybody thought that oh, yeah. we Obama weren't going to have ARs ever again. Two two three was going to be banned and. And I paid a lot of money for a little bit of stuff. <laughs> do you regret My, it or do you? Goes do you? With guns. I, looking at the price of them now, I regret it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could build it for probably half the price now. My wife regrets it. But. <laughs> oh, there was somebody selling lower. They were like Anderson lowers at this gun shop for like forty bucks. I'm sure you could have just traded a little <laughs> guy for that. Yeah, <laughs> I. You know, that's. 
Well, I wouldn't say 40, trade. That's four I, pounds worth of antler. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying not trade. You would <laughs> uh, you day. would get it to the FFL and uh, do all the legal uh, paperwork because yeah. uh, we have to do things by the book. By you know? the book. There's so, no antler shed loophole. Guys. When, when you say um, <laughs> Wall of Fame, you, you brought in a really cool like paracord shed hanger setup. That is that yep. what you hang them on? Uh, a lot of them, and then I'll hang a lot of them from the brow tines uh, from my curtain rods. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, perfect. But I do I do hang a lot from the shed lanyards. A buddy of mine, Doug Kurtz, makes all those, and uh, he's on Facebook as well. It's uh, Sheds and Spurs uh, Paracord Creations. Okay, and he does a great job. He makes dog leashes, dog collars. I mean, you can make anything. Out you of can paracord. make. It's just like it's just like old wooden pallets. You can yep. make anything out of them. And that, that damn Pinterest. <laughs> you can see the picture on Facebook. Look what yeah. I made out of this old pallet, and it's just a pile of wood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, what my, that's what my wife sees me as. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get a lanyard and start putting up here in the uh, bucketorium and I can start definitely to fill it up. get you hooked up. He does make some great uh, uh, rattling antler lanyards. Oh, that, cool. Yeah, cool. They, they tie up and everything so they don't rattle when you're on your way into the stand hanging oh, from your yeah. back. Mm. And they're really neat. You know, he just started making them, and I think I got the very first one, if I remember right. Oh, you're the I, guinea pig. I'm the huh? prototype you're the guy. guinea pig. Yep. Does Beta this tester. work? Hell no. Does this work? Hell yeah. That's awesome. Perfect. All well, right, so my friend who I like more, I'll give him the better version. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's get right in since we're getting to the halfway point here. Um, let's talk about the carving, the artistic part of it. So we're familiar. The first thing I saw of your carvings was at Smith's. They have a shed that says Smith's on it. And yep. you know, your cards are up there and like, oh, man, that's cool. And we talked about doing something for the podcast, like getting WCB or something on yep. a shed. And then uh, you brought this skull in. That, that thing is wicked. It's got all these like crazy detailed scroll work. Yes, I is just that what it's called? Oh, I thought you were gonna say something else. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, first, let's talk about the antler art. Okay. Um, how did you start doing that? Like, what made you? So, what started it? When I was in high school, we went to a uh, morel hunting contest in, uh, I believe it was Magnolia. Illinois? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, Mongolia. Pretty close. No, I don't you know. know. It's, they, they threw us on a <laughs> bus. China, they blindfolded it? us and took us to a golf course. And Wait, like, what? Yeah, it was it was the state mushroom like, this hunting This is real? Like, oh, this oh, is real. Dude, I was like, Legit. how? They blindfolded when we were growing you? up, mushroom hunting was, oh. you know, if you weren't mushroom hunting, you were, uh, hey. Oh, <laughs> so, oh yeah. <laughs> one of them. Yeah, one of them. I'm just, I'm just amazed that they allowed uh, a bunch of teenage kids to be blindfolded and well, put on a bus. There, there wasn't blindfolds, but that's how I felt, you know. It was, oh, okay. <laughs> there yeah. was a school bus. There, there was more. There was like five or six school buses, and they took us out to this golf course and it was incredibly cold and it sucked and the only only the locals found mushrooms and <laughs> <laughs> this is their local watering hole yeah and, well it's uh, a golf course we headed back and there was a guy there selling mushroom sticks walking sticks with mushrooms oh, yeah. on the end uh, like uh, carved on the end yeah. yeah but it looked like Everyone a stick those. and a turd <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and me being artistic was like, man, I can do that. I could do way better than that. Yeah, oh, dude, here's a here's a polished turd. <laughs> yeah, look at it. It's got Windex on it. <laughs> and uh, I went home and sat on the front step of our apartment complex and oh, that's whittled out sad, a man. hey, it was it was Section Eight. Oh, come on, man. This could be a movie. It could be. This could be a movie. It could be. This is his, he was destined for greatness. Yeah. It was. It was so he sit on my, his, it was in my blood. He sat on the porch at the this, apartment. The yeah, Disney it was. Movie. I was literally on the front porch with our neighbor sitting right next to me, and he was watching me whittle this walking stick out of a Cause his cable was out. piece Aww. of mulberry that was growing out of the porch in the back. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> on, man. Ripped, ripped it out. Yeah, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> This alert! Your new Disney movie is called Shed. (laughs) He became great by finding shed antlers. (laughs) So, oh, we can get uh, who's the guy that was in that uh, in that rookie uh, the movie where the dude was like the high school coach and he pitched. Um, 
Yeah, his brother oh, went nuts. Dude, way over my head. Everything Steve says, just way over my head. Uh, oh, what was his? His brother was in that uh, in the Christmas Vacation movie. Oh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Oh, Dennis oh Quaid. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dennis Quaid's gonna play old you. It could. That would. You know what? Finding deer sheds. It could be. He could. He could definitely. You play could pitch me. that. You yeah, could I pitch could. That. I could. <laughs> so so, I started doing that and uh, and I would just sell them to friends. <laughs> What <laughs> the hell are we talking about? I, Dude, I, don't, I have no idea. I, 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 I have only got like three hours of sleep this week or something. That is Quaid, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no, Randy Quaid's the one who went nuts. But continue. That we are way off topic. Steve, that's is. that's fine. Tighten it up. Okay, tightening up. No, tighten me, it up, me, Steve. Not you. You're doing bad. Tighten it up, fun. Steve. Tighten it up. Tighten it up, Gert. <laughs> so, I, I started. I started out on wood. And I did that for a couple of years, selling to friends and family and stuff like that. And uh, I, I had seen somebody had started, had been carving from antler. And I'm like, man, I got a pile of those. And, and I tried it and it was, it didn't smell as bad. It wasn't <laughs> smoke blowing up in your eyes and your eyes weren't watering. I mean, it was, it wasn't as stressful to carve antler. Yeah. <laughs> more, and, for, uh, more forgiving. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, if your it's hobby's forgiving. stressful, drop it. <laughs> it, it. It went from a hobby to like a part-time job. I mean, I I, I, I don't get to rest from it most of the time, but yeah. it's, it's shed season now, and and everybody can wait. Yeah. yeah. But uh, You're gathering material. I went on to selling to uh, on selling on eBay. And I was literally not to to brag or anything, but I was not to toot your own yeah, horn. not to toot my own horn, <laughs> but I was I was you know the top seller of antler carving. Uh, but the thing you, is, it's dude, obvious. Your work's come on, incredible. be humble. I'm I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. <laughs> and uh, it got to where I I got to I couldn't put stuff on there anymore because people were were thinking that they can make them as well. And and right now, if you look on on Facebook and on eBay, there's there's 35 guys selling morel mushrooms out of deer antlers. Yeah. And and you know I couldn't I couldn't sell them on there for the price that they were selling them for. And you know yeah. mine was you know you know I a, a three inch mushroom takes me like 25 minutes to make. And, really? Yeah. And and they turn out beautiful. But if you look at a another person's you know i'm not putting them down no you know i don't i don't want to do that but you know side by side comparison it was you could put mine in the woods and you could pick it you know yeah yeah well well, i'll tell you a lot more detail we will do it for you (laughs) what would it what would a three inch morel i mean you don't have to say it on the on the show if you want they can have people contact you for like a quote but like do you do do I have to be like I have this antler? Will you carve it, or can you just carve one and then we can buy? It I off can you? I can carve one and you can just buy it off me. Or it's more personal if if you send an antler that you found. Yeah, you know it's. So you you, know, do, you can you, tell everybody I found this antler and I sent it to Dana Pace and he carved it into a morel for me. Yeah, and you don't want to send something that's that's pristine. You know you don't. Yeah, uh, an eighty inch shed. An eighty inch shed. You know, you want to send something that's had the tines chewed or yeah you know they're chewed in half and stuff like that you don't that's scrap antler to me and yeah and i would rather i i it Turn makes that me a dog treat yeah exactly yeah. i would that's i would much rather do. carve those than a a, a a 50 inch antler with yeah no chews or breaks on it you know for sure it's, yeah we, well we need to get some stuff for our studio table we got definitely. our fancy himalayan salt rock you know to to give out the positive vibes. Yeah, I'm I'm positive right we now. We can do my skull. I don't care. Uh, yeah, you got the. <laughs> what happened to it? It's, what do you mean? it's been skull like capped for taxidermy. Like Looked like the predator got part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kept that skull because it has a broken snout and it's got like rotten teeth and stuff. It's ah, just an old brute. Look how wide his uh, snout that's a, is. That's an old deer. He's got teeth coming out of his. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're yeah. we're supposed to get them sent in to get aged, and I keep forgetting to go to our taxidermist Mark Rife at Creative Critters and have look, them send in. Look at how wide his nasal. I've been saying that for is. weeks. I talked to Mark Roman today. Nose Did you? I need to, oh, I yeah. need to get over at his place and. Yeah, I I was gonna try and take Mark up to. I went to the Bone Shed today since I haven't been working for the past couple I'm days. Jealous. Good old boys at the Bone Shed. You ever been to the Bone Shed, Dana? I have not, but I do love to go to archery shops and check it out. If yeah, you're ever up go, that area, you got to. Our good our our good buddies up there, Chris. 
uh, Tim, Poppy, Poppy Jordan, all, all them cats up there. Yeah, me and uh, me and Tim had a, a good old little day today. You have oh, a yeah. lunch date or something? Yeah, yeah we went. We went. We went out to lunch. What? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, thank Did you for he buy? A, little. Bro. Oh yeah, thank you for buying me lunch, Tim. <laughs> little bromance going on. Oh, yeah. yeah, I got yeah. this sweet hat. Look at this. Thing. Look at that. Steve's got a deep bromance for Tim kids, but that's fine. Ooh, that's fine. Oh, that's he perfect. got mad because I called. Did he give I, you I that said, hat? No, I bought it. No. Oh. Okay. I thought. Okay. He told me to say that if you asked. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> no, I, I got the receipt. I got the receipt. So antler carving. What? Um, if people want options, what? What? What can what, you carve? What can you make? Anything or? Uh, I've can carved... you carve? Will you marry me? Uh, just for any listeners. I can. Okay. Uh, have you ever? Holder. I have not. <laughs> and just just for the record, the one that has the name carved in it out at Scotts, I did not do. Oh, you, oh, you didn't? didn't? No, I did not. I just did the the morel mushroom. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. I do uh, miniature what? antlers. What's the most oh, bizarre thing you've the ever done? The miniature antler is uh, cool. I've had requests for... Uh, oh, what have I... Hold <laughs> 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 oh, on. So Where's this going? Yeah, let's let's just keep going somewhere hey, else. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> what kind of mushroom? Uh, uh, no. Just a tip. <laughs> just the tip. Oh no! Is that a real request? Did that happen? Uh, yes, it did. No yeah. way! Hold on. No, uh, it was. It was more of a. It was more of a. Was it more of a I joke? Hate, it was no. It was. It was more of a. I hate you. Oh, so will you carve this awesome antler into a a phallic? Uh, exactly. Uh, oh no! Are you <laughs> serious? Uh, I did not do it. You know, I can't create this veiny yeah, triumphant cause, cause, piece. Because you, know? you kind of have to look at one. Oh, to, you know, you, is that you have real? to sit there and look that at it to get an idea of what it looks bastard. like. Like, what do you do? You have to Google that. Yeah, oh, I just look God. at myself. Oh my! <laughs> oh, you should have oh, pulled out a uh, one hundred inch awesome. antler. <laughs> It was a pretty big antler, too. I'm like, no, I can't do that. Oh, my God. Is that the first I'd, time I you would, turned down a customer? I would feel like less uh. of a man carving up. <laughs> okay, yeah, we know. A sword. That. <laughs> That's sword. hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. Okay, all right. Hilarious. Okay, yeah, let's, well, let's uh, back to the mini antlers. you got to talk up, about Kurt. the mini antlers. Tighten it up. Tighten it up, Kurt. <laughs> no, tighten was, it up, That was Dana. my fault. That was my fault. Dana, tighten it up. Bring it back. Okay, Firm let's grip. talk about something smaller. Uh, that miniature antler that you had. Yeah. Oh, my God, it just came. <laughs> so uh where would I, you have done would you have done it on the brow tine or uh, never mind never mind uh, no I'm the main beam yeah i would leave the brow tine <laughs> <laughs> okay keep moving okay, Dana. okay. Keep mini moving. antler mini <laughs> all right antler, so go, my mini go. antlers there i carved those out of uh moose and elk uh moose is is very hard to to deal with i mean it's <laughs> it's 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 more tense. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Sorry. It's, what are we doing right now? <laughs> I, I don't, no I don't know. <laughs> I love uh, it, though. It's funny. They uh, <laughs> they take typically about three and a half hours. The, a mini shed, three and a half. And yes. We're, when we say mini shed, it's literally a realistic, full detailed shed antler. That, that fits that you in your put, palm. Yeah, yep. that fits in the palm of your hand. I'll put a picture up on uh, Facebook. Steve, Steve tighten her up. the closet. He's, he's got bone on the brain. <laughs> so it takes three hours to carve a mini shed. Yeah, it's it's. It, when I first started, it took about five hours, and uh, I've done I don't know probably a hundred or so now, and and it's it's gotten a little quicker for me, but yeah. it's hard to lay in all that detail in in a short amount of time. Cause Can imagine? It's you know I've got to hold that thing right up to my eye and. <laughs> You know, I've it's it's even got it's even got the dimples in in it for the pedicle. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it looks realistic. So let me ask you this: out of like one one little like, if you make those mini ones, because I was like trying to see how you could carve that out. Yep. If you take like one moose antler, like how many can you get? Is it like it's not like a cookie cutter? You could is it? Get no, we gotta have like you have to have you're, like the width. So yeah, because you're not taking that I, whole moose antler, just no. carved it down just to one, right? <laughs> so I, I take a what they call a moose billet. So it's just basically the base of the antler ah, okay. up to where it starts to form the paddle, mm-hmm. and then I could take if it's a good size moose, I could take. Uh, get three antlers out of it three mini sheds out of it mm-hmm. but you know the the price on those is is you know the 
the price on that type of antler is through the roof because yeah, you have moose to get antler those... is expensive. And mm-hmm. you have to get those shipped to your house. Yep, and you know that that that's factors in part of the price, you know, not to yeah. mention that it takes three, three and a half hours to carve one. Mm-hmm. And that's just a basic antler, you know. If I if I do weird stuff like double drops and splits split brows you know that takes time to create that, and yeah. you, know, you got to take out the right antler in the right spot, and you know one false move, and then you've got no brow tine, or it's, you know you can't put much pressure on it because it will break. Yeah. yeah. So if you and break it off, then you got to start. Yeah, you all You got to start all over, oh, or you got to get creative with crazy glue. And now, do you, do you <laughs> think like if you super if, super duper glue? Oh, if, if I'm if, two and a half hours into a mini antler and it breaks, oh. have you had that? My happen? family know it. You know, I can imagine. <laughs> yes, I have. It happened. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of like. Do you think you could? You know, for somebody like like, I don't. Kurt shot his deer and got a tattoo of it, you know, of that deer. I yep. mean, if, if somebody shot this, you know, shot a deer and they were super proud of it, you know, obviously they got it mounted, but they wanted to get one of them little mini, you know. Could you do, little, could you do like, yeah, a replica of yeah, could you the do a replica? skull and the antlers and everything? Uh, I have not tried doing a full Euro style mount because, you know. Well, I, may, or maybe just like one side. Just one side, yeah. I can get pretty close. Okay. And it, I mean, it can, you'll know. I mean, how sick would that be, though? A full Euro mount, but miniature. Yeah, that would be Euro tough mount. to carve that, all that, the details. That would that would take like a die, I'm, a, I'm it, a perfectionist. A so, I mean, it would. <laughs> You'd have to do it big. It would, it would have to be a very big piece of moose antler, and it would take a lot of time. Because, and a lot of money. Yeah, because yeah, you think it had to be this thick to yeah, start out I mean, with. It's, it's going to, you're going to have to have a 9 or 10 inch base moose right, antler. Right, right. And it's, you know, it's... It costs you a thousand bucks. You'll have a pile of antler dust by the time you're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people oh, want that. Get, yeah, you oh, got to yeah. get one of them, uh, one of the things that they do when they're like, they're cutting arrows. They have the shop vac that's like hooked right up. In the yeah. Band. I just, I wear, right up. I wear a, a face mask because I don't want to breathe that stuff in and cutting antler stinks. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, cutting bone of anything. I, I made a knife handle one time and dremeling that out. It's uh, you, you gag. It's like boiling. It's a, weird though because I kind of like after head. a while you kind of like grow to like it. I don't know. Uh, Do you hate not it? Not me. I think it's like sniffing a bucket of butt. I mean it's <laughs> <laughs> a bucket of butt. <laughs> is, the, is it the butt remnants my, or is the butt I, I And I do it, it in my garage and my wife will knock on the door and she's like I can smell it you're gonna have to open the door really (laughs) yeah it's it'll smell the whole house i mean my garage is like is like uh encased in antler dust really yeah it's you got that skull right there i don't know if you got to lean over let's talk about this thing for a little bit because this This is is wicked it's a euro mount that what have you done to that thing so i basically carved uh scroll work into it i freehanded all everything and then i would take my dremel and take away the parts that are that, that make up the form of it yeah it looks like a handkerchief design you know like it does a, it looks like, like a doily yeah <laughs> well, well, what you know what that is a doily yeah do it no the doily oh huh yeah that's I know awesome. like, la- like lace that's super cool man you're a cool guy <laughs> i am this that's skull awesome. is like the detail in this thing is amazing and it's just this is actually the first one i ever did really yep and I, us talking about it right now, obviously you can't see it. Um, we'll put pictures up online. I, the problem is pictures do not do this thing justice. No, I just they sent don't. one to uh, do I not. sent one to Amy, and I think Amy wants to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> this one's already taken, but I can do more. See, yeah, that is incredible. That's uh, the, uh, the detail work, and then what would you do? The stain it? Around yeah, I stained where... it just so it, it, it would make the, the scroll work pop. I didn't even yeah. notice a big old hole in his... Yeah, this deer is right called Stan cool. the Man. He is the that man. is a cool buck. Stan the Man. Big old Look, at that, hole. Look at that hole in the main beam. That yeah. thing is insane. I shot him twice in 2011. Really? <laughs> yeah. The first time I shot him was uh, October 6th, I believe, and uh, I single lunged him. Oh, and he yeah. lived. That's incredible. And I shot him again on November 12th, I think. Almost mm. a, over I'll, a month later. Over a month to the day, and I did. You know, I. There was so much blood when I first shot him. I didn't know how this deer was going to live. So yeah. when you seen him again, were you like, yeah, I was you like, SOB. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I the second, this, he gave me a chip shot both times, and I murdered when, him. When you got him, was it? did it have like an abscess around where you shot him before? Yeah, uh, he had lost a ton of weight. Literally, yeah. I, I had gotten... 
pictures of him the day before I shot him the first time. And then the next time I got pictures of him, uh, I shot him that same day that I got pictures of him. Oh, yeah. And you could tell he had lost like 40 pounds, you oh, know. Yeah. But he was, when he, when I shot him the second time, he was dogging a doe, so... Dude, I mean, they don't care. They don't care. They got yeah. one thing on their mind. You get oh, yeah. that going on your mind, you you get shot and keep yep. moving. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter. They don't even. They don't even Failure, look at you. Failure no. is not an option at that point. No, it's, it's you got one month to make it happen. You yeah, make it happen. <laughs> you know, nope. I don't need lungs for this. <laughs> There's no laying down. Hey, you only take one breath anyway. By the time it's all over and <laughs> exactly. done, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're in shock, so they don't feel any pain. I don't know. Not not the, th- the third or fourth time of the day, anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep her going. But the work is amazing. I definitely we're going to get you. some stuff done for the studio. Um, so when we have people in, they can check it out and we'll yep. uh, refer you. I mean, obviously, it, I mean. We still got a little bit of time here on the show, but I, know I can already can tell do. that we're going to have another episode go on lined up after this because, you know, you can just shed hunting is fun. Everyone can do it. You know, you can like you said, you take your kids out. Yep. And you know, if they go, you know, if I had kids that went with me, they would get discouraged and my, bored. My wife find actually anything. does pretty good as well. I mean, really, we're going, going out on you? a uh, shed hunt in the middle of the March to South Dakota. Oh yeah. Yep, and she's coming along with, and and we're. We're hitting. We're gonna knock on doors and and hit private land and hopefully pick up a pile of sheds. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's cool too. Sam has actually found a couple sheds on her own, and uh, I mean we we went together. Yeah. You know, I have her when we go out. I'm like, walk that fence line. You yep. know, and uh, brushy brushy fence lines with with tall grass. Yeah, <laughs> it's like like I said earlier, a deer will come out and they'll feed. Mm-hmm. And then it'll bed down, and typically in those spots where they bed down is where I like I, I'll hit those antler those those spots early, early, yeah, because yeah. it's I'm not pressuring the deer, and I'm not. But if it's a spot where like uh, I know two or three other guys are hitting it as well, yeah, I'll hit the bedding areas and stuff like that because I know they're going to too. So yeah. you know if 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 you don't have to worry about it, as yeah. Much. Yep, exactly. And a lot of that ground I can only shed hunt anyways. Yeah. And uh I can't run cameras and stuff like that. Or I can, but you know, it's 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 hard to pattern the deer when you're only checking a camera once a month. Yeah. Right. And, well, and it's different too if you don't hunt the property or shed hunting, it's kinda like Yeah, it's I'm not it's I'm not different. worried about pushing expect. the deer out. You, can, yeah. you know, where I hunt, I can develop a history with exactly. the sheds I find. And, and that's that's why you would want to stay out of the bedding areas. Yep. And hunting big timber is hard to do. That's all I hunt. And it's, there's literally it's no food hard. source on my property. It, I swear to God, it's the hardest shed hunting I do. You, know, you can jog a property three times, you just still don't hit everything. Yeah, and then the next year you come back and you know you hit it late and you know you've hit it good and then find an old antler laying there chewed yep, up. And you're yep. like, How did I miss that? that I know I walked all spot. the time. The squirrels finally drag it out of the trees that yeah. they've been hiding. Coyotes. <laughs> Coyotes will actually drag a deer out to sunny spots and just chew on them. I oh, mean, yeah, really? let them warm up. You know, you yeah, wanna... it's, it, I mean, they, they'll go out to a sun a sun spot and, and just, you know, and they're all usually old antlers when I find them that way. Yeah. But if it's a if it's a uh, a laid a flat grass piece, you mm-hmm. know, anywhere where a coyote can sun, there'll be antlers laying there because they're chew toys to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just like a dog. My yeah. Both my dogs will chew on antlers all day long. All day. They'll go over there and pick a certain one out of the pile. Could you, you get could... them to go find one though? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. They'll chew on them all day long. <laughs> Let me give you a layout. Why would I go find one? I've got one at home. No, yeah, no Duh. doubt. <laughs> hey, we. Uh, I, I got an update. Uh, my update. girlfriend wants you to. Uh, she wants you to be her mentor. Oh yeah. She wants to learn how to do this, and she's she really be an apprentice? He's giving away yeah. his business secrets she, that way. She yeah. needs a positive male influence in her life. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not. not, not he be might carve her something. You might not want. <laughs> Maybe HIV positive. Oh. oh hey. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes, he did say he was positive earlier in the episode. Let's get him tested and let's lice all this place before he leaves. I've been I've been dating my wife since uh sophomore in high school, so I think I'm pretty good. You're solid. <laughs> Wait, was You're she good. your wife before you started dating? Well, uh, she was she called herself my wife. <laughs> Subject change, here it goes. Yeah. Here it goes. <laughs> Let me give you a layout of my ground. Okay. S- basically solid timber. There's one grass field at the very north end of the property. There's no crop in it. 
Yep. And there's three ravines that run north-south. Okay. So it's flat ravine, flat ravine, flat ravine. And there's one, There's a, it's like full of shale. Yeah. Um, and there's grass on the east side hill. So that's the whole property. This time of year, a, a deer will, uh, will bed where it can keep warm. Mm-hmm. So any south-facing hills inside, you know, those those timbers are yeah. where the deer are going to be bedding. Anywhere they can get sun. Yeah. And if you're going to look look for antlers inside the timber, that's where I would start. Mm-hmm. Or uh, anywhere they jump creeks, anywhere that can jar that antler. Because every loose. ravine, there's a water source that runs through the middle. Yeah, and, you know, that's a good spot to check, but... Typically, they don't bed too far from their food yeah. this time of year. They're not. They're trying to conserve energy, not not yeah, not, not use it. See so. where I said there's that grassy field at the north, at the end of, at the north end of that grassy field. There's a fence, and then there's a um, what was beans this year. That's okay. the fence Sam found her shed on on that fence crossing. I walked that the other day when I was checking my camera. Nothing, but those are the first places I hit. And then that um, grassy ravine that's a, that's an east facing slope, or it's technically a west facing slope. Okay, that's where I plan on walking and zigzagging up and down it because they'll get sun for half the day at least on that yeah. hill. And during during you know during the night they're 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 up and moving most of the night. You yeah, know, so just to just to keep warm, but they're not they're not moving very far from where they're bedding from typically because you know they it's it's winter you know they pretty much sounds like all the sheds that i'm hunting are going to be on the neighbor's property for me uh, you never know i mean i find maybe two if i'm lucky a if, year. if you've got if you've got a spot where they feel comfortable and they're not you know pressured if you're not pressuring these deer they have not been pressured for since the, I, I don't really put much pressure on them anyway yeah you, they'll, they'll be betting there Except you know drop if the it's, hammer yeah if it don't i mean They'll walk three or four hundred yards to food, but they're not going to walk two or three miles. Yeah, you know? yeah. See, the food's not that far away. Um, I don't know. I you know it's, it's weird. tough. I, it's super tough. I saw a, I saw a group of group of deer out. I was driving on uh, eighty, and where I saw because I, I took Route Six to Ottawa to, today, and I drove back eighty. And I was just kind of thinking about that. I saw like this group of. Uh, I, you know, you came and say they're all does, but I assume it was probably like you know thirteen, fourteen, just out in this this field. And like I, I knew about where I was, and I just thought I was like, you know, the closest timber's really, really far away from there. If I, that was, it was kind of sometimes they you don't, just wonder, yeah, you're like, where do these deer come from? They don't need big timber, you know. If if yeah, they've got they a, love those a little grassy patches. draw where there's where there's food and water, they won't move from that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was if a cornfield. If if it's just a strip of timber out in the middle of nowhere, you know, and it's got cover from wind and from us, they'll stay there. They'll stay there. Oh, I'm yeah. guessing they had because there was like this little maybe half acre. Just it looked thick enough, but I was like that many, you know, and, and it was probably like. I don't know, seven, eight hundred yards away from where they were. I just, it, it was, I, I just couldn't figure out. You know, I'm just thinking like, they just walked all the way over here. You know, to this <laughs> cornfield. I've got a spot that uh, I can. I got permission just just for the field to walk it and drive around the waterways and stuff. And the timber is probably probably five hundred yards away from where they bed, and these deer will come out cross the road and get into the field and they will run to the middle of the field mm. to get to the food and to get you know safe distance so they're not pressured and literally just stay there you know they'll stay there all night but you probably got it you know you got a big view you know you can see yeah, almost everything you can yeah see it's, miles you know they're you you can't sneak up on them <laughs> there's <laughs> there's from there's 50 deer away. 50 headed deer in this field a night you know Oh yeah, the, those old does—they don't stop looking. They're crazy. <laughs> old, an old doe. If you can kill a mature doe, you can kill anything. You can. Yep. That's I 100 agree on that one. Um, we, this episode's getting wrapped up right now, and you, I'm, oh yeah, we don't have time. We for didn't talk much shed hunting. Did we? Oh yeah, we can hit you. We didn't what? So we didn't talk a whole lot of shed hunting, did we? Well, we're saving it for part two. <laughs> we took, okay. Keep them wanting more. See, we give them a sample. Like give them a little like bait. you got to give them some bait. No. Yeah. I feel like you we gotta, talked gotta a little bit of shed hunting. Hook, 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 h
pulled up underneath you. We didn't talk shed hunting? I thought we talked a decent we, amount. We talked. I think some. We did, but. We I mean, can get we more in detail talk, like, next you know, equipment I've to got use. this whole mind full of. I guess we great strategies and I guess we're not very good. <laughs> we're not good at writing questions or even preparing for episodes. Yeah, um, we don't prepare at all. I didn't drop mm-hmm. one f bomb. No, but job. you did make an HIV reference. I did. <laughs> so. And a bucket of butt. And a bucket, bucket of butt's funny. funny, no matter who you. Are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Who um, you if you don't like that, just get the hell out. <laughs> I mean, we, you're more than welcome to come back in a couple of weeks. We can do a part two if yeah, you want to get super in detail. I about should your have shit. about forty antlers by then. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I'm not to toot my own horn, guys. Not to my own horn. If you don't have fifty, you can't come back. I can't oh. come back. All right, we'll do that. How about we'll, how about we plan on. Uh, Coming back after my shed hunt out in South Dakota. Yeah, okay, that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Let's yeah. do it, and then Let's we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get crazy. Part two. We'll, we'll let you run that. We'll and let you run the whole show. We're not going <laughs> to say a word. You got to talk for an hour. <laughs> yep. We'll One sit hour. here and just take it all in. I didn't puke on the mic, so I'm good. I you're, think you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're very good. I'm very. We're going to hit you with some rapid fire questions and, all right. and, boom, and boom. real quick one answer questions. <laughs> it's going right. to be tough. You we ready? Don't these. look at the questions. It makes it funnier. We have tree for it though. Favorite camo? Real tree. Oh, Favorite outdoor magazine? North American Whitetail. Ooh. Favorite bow brand? Elite. Whoa. Nice. Whoa. Bingo. Brother. Bingo. You in the house. Elite? Oh, I shoot Elite. In well, the sec- house. What do you got? Uh, the Hunter. Ooh, a little, little older one. edition. Actually, huh? it's a little older. I've had this bow for three years. The longest I've ever kept a bow. Love that bow. Steve, you're the odd man out in this room right now. Synergy. It's not Synergy. PSE, well, you it? guys don't see what's in my car right now. It was a PSE. Oh, you got something in your car, huh? No, I didn't buy a bow. I should have. <laughs> um, second favorite bow brand? Matthews. Okay. Okay. Right, well, um, backstrap or jerky? Uh, jerky. Oh, oh wow. Switch it up on us. I knew it was coming. Favorite outdoor-related show? That's a podcast, not a show. <laughs> uh, it's a show. That one's a hard TV one. show. TV show. Uh, five, four. I don't. I don't. I don't watch much TV. Okay. Okay. That's right. fair. Sorry. I don't. I don't have cable. He's too so. busy carving antlers. <laughs> I got man. crap to do. Favorite <laughs> podcast. Uh, working class bow hunter. Nice. Ooh, bingo. That's Favorite a- podcast host. Ooh. Ooh. Um, it's got to be me. It's got to be me. Uh, Logan. It's it's Eric. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Why? No. Because he looks like Jax from Slow Animal. <laughs> uh, the right. second time that question Tim came Sylvia up. Tim Sylvia said Eric. You said me. Eric. Yes. Well, Tim Sylvia's changing his it. answer because I filmed for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim Sylvia so. better change his answers or I'm going to rough him up. <laughs> Rare Eric, naked have you seen that dude in real life? <laughs> He's a big dude. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He sat right where you sat and made that look like the <laughs> kid's table. <laughs> I sat with him in a ground blind. you imagine how what? small I felt what kind, in the ground? What kind of I filmed ground for his TV that? show. How, how can he even pull a bow back in that? He, I mean, he's a giant. He can do it. I don't know. What kind of, what, what, is it one of them uh, big... Uh, What's that? Is, he, is, he sitting on, is he sitting on the ground? <laughs> no, no he, he probably could just. Yeah, he probably could, but he, it's a regular ground blind. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they are bigger than normal. It just felt like a regular ground maybe, blind to them in it. Maybe you need to give them a shout out. The ground mm-hmm. blind. Mm-hmm. No yeah. I don't know, but he he can do it. Morning or afternoon hunts? I prefer morning hunts. Ooh. Typical or non typical? Non typical. Hang on our ladder stands. Hang on ladders for old people. Okay. And fat guys. Who and beer really or liquor? Beer. All right. What's your dream hunt? Saskatchewan. Favorite tree stand snack? Belly button lint. <laughs> <laughs> superhero power hey, if you could pick you. one. Oh, superhero power. Uh, I would say it would be uh, the ability to filter... I don't know where this is going. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> to, it's, I would say X-ray vision, but the ability to filter out, uh, like bras, Steve's junk, Steve's, panties. Yeah. No, like <laughs> like timber, so I can see sheds without yeah. having to work for them. So you, it. Just it. looks like an open bean field. Yeah, all it's the like time. there's just an antler there. There's just red dots, and I can just go to it. It's so like your ability is Call to see like. Yeah, but the problem <laughs> is you're gonna start walking antler, into stuff. If there's an antler, it just like glows in the dark. I would. 
I would have one eye open. I'm skeptical. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm skeptical to ask this question to certain guests, but I feel like we can go ahead and ask it. Eva Shockey, Tiffany Lukowski, or other? Eva Shockey. All right. All right. All right. That wraps it up. That was sweet. I love you, Lisa Pace. Who? <laughs> um, oh? That's my wife. What, what show is she on? Uh, Blazer? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I get it. Okay. I get it. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up. Episode 56 is in the books. Thanks, Dana, for coming out. Thanks for having me. Oh, we are going to get... We're going to do a part two, and we're going to get even more detail. Um, it wasn't too bad of a drive for you, was it? No, it's like an hour. That not far? Not almost. It, not quite an hour. Well, I guess because you're, you're kind of south there of uh, Galesburg. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can see that. South of the hood. South, south of the, the hood. hood. So <laughs> That is, man. Guys, thanks for tuning out. in. Hey, if you got time, you might be able to still stop and hit Coney Island Dog. Hey, uh, I like Coley, Coney Island beer. Uh, I've never ate at Coney Island Dog. They they it's on is. Cherry Street. They, I know where it's at, but Steve's ate there a lot. Yes, <laughs> I have. Hey, he's he gro- looked right at my stomach. Boy. And goes, yeah, growing but. boy. <laughs> that's, growing. Hey, that's bought and paid for, you know. Yeah, I'm growing <laughs> every day. It's just not the uh, height wise; it's yeah. the uh, width wise. <laughs> so, all right, that's gonna wrap it up. Thanks, Dana. Check him out. Where can where, people find? Where at on Facebook? I am at Antler Ridge Carvings and Shed Reapers. Check him out. Also, thanks for listening to the last two episodes. If you made it through those, you can obviously tell what state of mind we were in. We were having a good time. Chip City is the man. Big shout out to him for uh, promoting for us, advertising. Um, he sent over a lot of traffic. So any new listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Chip Go buy Mailman. Dana's stuff. Like, Dana Pace is the man as well. Dana he Pace is, is the man. man. He I is mean, the man. This guy over here. Um, Just order. If you see something that looks cool online, I promise you it looks better in person. That's very true. <laughs> um, WorkingClassBowHunter.com. We never plug our own website. There it is. every time. Thanks, guys. Go find some sheds. Go shoot your bow. Later. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.